Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita. And we're back with The, the Voice It Out podcast. podcast. Season one was all about what makes us the same and also what makes us different. Now we're including more voices to gain new perspectives and opening up the conversation. So join us and don't keep it in. Voice, Voice it, it out. out. Hi, this is Amrita, and on the 27th of October, I had the unique opportunity to attend the launch of the London edition of the Asian Standard newspaper, helmed by Fatima Patel. Fatima, in 2013, at a similar launch event for the paper, suffered a life-changing fall, and it has taken her a decade to now come and fulfil this unfinished dream. During the launch event, she honoured a number of people who had been through adversity in their lives and have overcome those obstacles and triumphed in their own fields. One of these was popular Bollywood actress Manisha Kerala. Here I talk to Fatima and Manisha about their journeys. Hi, this is Amrita and I'm here with the Voice It Out podcast with our first Bollywood star ever. So I'm here with Fatima Patel who recently launched Asian Standard London and with the beautiful Manisha Kerala. Hello ladies. Hi. Hello. How are you doing today? Well, we are doing very well. Very well, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So yesterday was the launch of Asian Standard London, which is helmed by RF Publishing. Fatima is the queen of RF Publishing with her mother. Um, Fatima, congratulations on the launch of Asian Standard London. It was a wonderful event and you honoured some very special people, didn't you? We certainly did and thank you for coming. No problem. So it was a really nice event and one of the people who was honoured is Manisha Ji. Mm -hmm. So Manisha Ji, it's lovely to have you in London. Thank you so much. And what you said yesterday really resonated with me about mm -hmm. your journey. Mm -hmm. So just to give a bit of a background, we're talking about adversity. We're talking about journeys that I think other people would find extremely inspirational. So first of all, Fatima, you obviously are launching Agent Sanded London and it's a really poignant day and a really poignant moment after 10 years. How did you feel? Well, leading up to uh, the actual day, um, anxiety really kicked in because the last memory I had from there was straight to hospital. Um, and I didn't recall any of the amazing things that we did that day when we actually had the original launch. So there was a lot of anxiety. And it's obviously 10 years, so it's a decade later to come back to finish that dream um, that I had. And in between, obviously, all the other stuff. And what we forget is when sometimes... Um, especially as women, because we just, we're just getting on with our work. We're just getting on with a job that needs to be done, whether it's something that we're doing at home or whether it's something in our jobs or whether it's something in our businesses. And for me, we're just, I just need to do this. I just need to get on and just carry on going. And we forget to give ourselves time to recover. Um, physically, we may have recovered. So physically, I've, um, I can walk and everything. And so this last week, coming back and doing all the planning and meeting the parliamentarians, I didn't realise that there was still trauma that I hadn't dealt with emotionally um, to come back after so long and then think, am I going to be all right? Firstly, never fall again. <laughs> Try and walk up those steps safely. Um, and I think that is why it felt even more special to be honouring those people that we did yesterday because I now obviously have gone through a lot of the experiences that they may have also gone through. Um, and so how it happened yesterday, 
leading up to it, planning it all. I couldn't have asked for a better, better relaunch, so to speak, and to have a better group of people to do that and celebrate that with. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think all of us that were there yesterday, all the stories resonated with us, no matter what the adversity was, no matter what the thinking was, the mindset was. So I have to ask you, actually, obviously, when you when you were kind of you were unable to walk, you were trying to walk again. And I feel like, you know, like, even though you have really great days and you're determined and you want to, like you said, finish the unfin unfinished dream, what happened in your low moments? How did you pick yourself up again? It's a really good question and it's really, really difficult. And this is why I think it's so important that we have a really good network around us. That is what helps you through. If you don't have good people around you, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to get through. And for me, it's always been my mum and dad. Um, when I uh, launched 10 years ago, I used to live in London and obviously they live in Yorkshire. Um, and obviously you used to live in on your own. You're not with your parents anymore. And all of a sudden your life's changed. You can't walk anymore and you're dependent. Um, so I had to move back with mum and dad. And when you're not used to going back as an adult to live with your parents, it's a different, different way of living. Um, but what they did for me, I think, especially my mother, and that's why she's obviously the chairwoman of our company. Um, when you're bedbound as a 40, 30 plus uh, early 40s person and your mum has to help you with your bed washes, with taking you to the bathroom and stuff like that, you're... This, you know, I can't explain that feeling that it should it should be the other way around. I should be doing this for you, not you doing this for me. Um, but my parents are just so amazing that they never made me feel like I was a burden on them. Never. Um, they did everything possible, and and one of the cutest things that my mum ever did, and that's why, like I said, she's a chairwoman. Is she used to give me twenty pounds a day pocket money, and I says, "Why are you giving me money for? I'm in your house. You're paying for everything. I'm, you know, I, I don't need to worry about money and stuff. No, you're still my baby. You're still my child. Aww. I know you're not working. You give me twenty, and that money was the money that two years later, when I restarted the newspaper, mm -hmm. it turned into about um, fifteen. Um, I think about. 13,000 pounds, 1,300 pounds or something. And that was the initial money that we used to invest to restart the newspaper. Oh, so, you beautiful. Know, exactly. So, so this is where you get strength from and, and this is how you overcome stuff because you think, well, actually, they're doing all this for me. So I have to fight this. I have to keep going. I have to make it happen and I have to leave a legacy that they're going to be proud of. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. It was so nice to hear that that money that when you were ill has contributed so much in where you are yeah. today a little bit. And that's why it's RF, R is my mum's name, that's, so it's her initial, and F is my name, so RF Media and Publishing is the name of the company. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Manisha, ma'am, yesterday when you were speaking about your career and you were, and obviously Fatima mentioned that you were diagnosed with ovarian cancer in around 2012, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Listening to you talking about the doctor who used to spend Sundays with you, I yeah. think that was so, like, it really moved me. Yeah. But just for your journey, when you said that there was so many days where, you know, there's a long treatment to the cancer, yeah. and you had so many days to kind of spend kind of reflecting or thinking about what you wanted in your life, how you wanted to now live your life, because you have said that you, it was a second chance, right? Mm -hmm. How did you pick yourself up from the bad days? Okay, before I answer that question, I need to say something here. Of you know, I really kind of, uh, um, what she said right now, you know, she, the feeling that she had was exactly the same feeling that I had when my parents were looking after me 
during my cancer treatment and said, I should be doing this for you. And said, you are looking after me. And I, I really kind of, that made me so uncomfortable and so lachar, yeah. you know, like helpless. That, that yeah. you feel, oh my God, you know. Um, that's why I had tears when you're telling the story. Oh. I was, you know, I was just remembering how I was relate, feeling. Yeah, because yeah. same for you, yeah. Yeah. And, and I had faced a small accident sometime back during my shooting my, when I had produced a film. And I was not able to walk. And boy, that kills you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I thought I'm disabled to walk for life. And it was for three months or five months, four months. But, you know, it's... Uh, it breaks you mm-hmm. and you start imagining that you'll never be able to walk again you know so it it's really a scary space yeah so girl I understand <laughs> I this understand. is why you've just become <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you can I see there's a really nice level of warmth between you two <laughs> she's just amazing but yeah, so how did you pick yourself up from the times where you were, felt a bit down? Because obviously it's a natural feeling to have, especially when, like you say, you can't walk or you've got some sort of serious illness. Yeah, so I had I had the most uh, painful day that, at that time. And I told my mom, mom, I, if this is the level of pain I have to endure, I'd rather go. I'd rather, you know, just... Um, so she actually had tears and she said, Manisha, if anything happens to you, what happened to us? How are we going to deal with it? And um, so, you know, I just realized that my mom, my dad, were the biggest motivation for me to push through those dark times. You know, uh, their support, their love, their sacrifice motivated me a lot. I think that's it's really similar. It's Again, similar things, it? exactly, similar exactly. Thing. Yeah. You know, it's true. They, they are. We don't realize how powerful mm. they're. The strength, exactly. Because we've got the strength. They're the strength. Yeah, yeah, they're the strength. Absolutely. So, a question for both of you, actually. Did you feel like at the time, when you were almost recovered, when you were almost going back to some sort of normal kind of life, did you feel like you had a mindset reset? Sort of, you had to. You had an injection of positivity. Because you'd been through something quite serious. Did you feel like that? I certainly did. I was, you know, um, the thing is, uh, first of all, again, I want to bring this up, but but there's a fact that my mother didn't allow any negative people around me during my treatment. And I picked on that. And I, I realized it's much more easier to go through life in the, the time one is at the the darkest, you know, moments in our life, uh, to still mentally, you know, motivate yourself to think positively and to imagine things positively and to put yourself in a positive frame of mind consistently. Like, it becomes yeah. a habit. So I would read only about people who've gone, come out of this nicely. And that's exactly what I do today. Whenever anybody ask me for an advice when they're going through cancer or any kind of difficulty. I said, no matter what the circumstances is, you train your brain to just look out for the positive outcome. You know, so. Absolutely true. It is a reset because it's a life-changing moment in your life. You've got, you think you've got your life planned out. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this done, that done. And obviously for me, I'm launching my newspaper and then I'm going to go off to do this. But then, bang, 
Yeah. It changes. Your world has completely changed. Everything you've planned has is no longer going to happen. And you have to now start planning differently. You have to change everything in your life. And the people around you have to change for you as well sometimes. So it, it is a reset. It is a life-changing moment. And it shapes you. It changes your outlook. And, and you know, it's something that Manisha just said um, in one of the interviews earlier. It's about life. You, you suddenly realise how precious your life is. Mm. And, you, and we feel as if we've got a second chance of life now. Mm. Mm. feel as if now I've got a second chance, I want to really live it properly. And really, and you do, your outlook changes now. And all those all the materialistic things that you start looking at before this experience, you no longer want those things. You, what you want out of life now is completely different. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's a similar answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm copying. You're very similar. Not copying. We have the similar experiences yeah. and realizations. Exactly. exactly. Yes. You know. Exactly. And okay, so I think because we're coming to the final section of this, I'm going to ask three questions which I think relate to your journeys, but also are quite independent of the journeys that you've had in your lives. Mm. So the first is, I, I don't mind who answers first, what would you tell your younger self if she could see you now? Oh, uh, I have so many things to tell her, but, <laughs> but one thing for sure that, you know, life uh, turns out well, you know, so stop worrying about too much, you know, trust the process of life, things will be fine. And number two probably would be, you know, uh, this is a, a precious time, don't waste. So I, I waste a lot of time, I feel, I, you know, and, and listen to people when they say, Manisha, there's a pothole on that road. Don't go there. And don't be silly little things say that I'll make my mistakes and I'll learn from my mistakes. <laughs> learn from other yes. people's mistakes. You know? Yeah, so, people. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So. What do you mean younger self? I am young still. I'm, 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 I'm not saying anything. You can interpret the question. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think what I'd say to my younger self is just exactly what you know, said. Don't take risks. <laughs> Be a bit more sensible with life. Mm. But Fatima, you do take risks. I know. I don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The second question is, in both of your professional careers... What still surprises you, if there is anything? Surprise. I'm glad you're answering this one first, because I'm, I'm stuck on this one. What surprises yeah, you? Yeah. I'm, I love making people stuck. I'm not, I'm not really... Uh, I don't think there's a surprise element. Uh, no. After you face the kind of adversity that with your health... Especially with Manisha, because mine was more about my bones. It wasn't life-threatening, whereas hers was. Life-threatening, yeah. When you experience something where your life potentially is going to be short-lived and you might not be here, mm. nothing surprises you after that. Yeah. Nothing can surprise you after that. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think that's... Mm. We don't... Nothing phases us now. Yeah. Definitely. Especially this woman, nothing will ever phase her. <laughs> Always a good thing. Yeah. Okay, my final question... What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Hmm, there's so many good ones. But, um, you know, I remember one thing um, that Dimple, Dimple Kapadiaji told me when I was young. And I was actually, I was complaining to her that I'm so bored of being an actor. And, you know, I've just had too much. Because those days I used to work three shifts a day. 
and you know like multiple films in a year and so i didn't i didn't enjoy life you know i was just working like a machine so she said something really nice which remained with me and today i think about it is she said manisha this too shall pass so why did they enjoy very good <laughs> you know yeah. so that was a good good one for me Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Fatima? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I can relate to that one for sure. I think I'll always uh, look at the advice that my mum always um, gives me. I'm always having tough days, um, and most of it's my own doing. <laughs> this is because you take time. risks. Yeah, and I'm always like, well, why didn't this happen exactly the way I wanted it? And, and she said, nothing in life is ever going to be perfect. So true. Stop looking for perfection. And I think her advice to me on that has always mm. stayed with me. Um, and she says sometimes um, faults are good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we've got to just accept things the way they are. Mm. So I think that's my best piece mm. of advice. Thank you very much. That Thank was you. really nice. I think I've come to the end of the interview and I feel like I want to continue going but I'm not going to. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us on Voice thank Out you. podcast. Thank you. And I've just got to say because of these I feel like our slogan goes really well with you guys. It is don't keep it in, voice it out. Nice <laughs> thank you. one. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you.